It's Monday. It's morning. And it's macabre. Welcome to Monday Morning Macabre, everybody. The show where we talk about spooky, creepy stuff with scones and Darcy. I am Darcy. That is scones. She Scones. <laughs> okay, thank you. Now, I know a lot of you are like, hey, this episode's kind of coming out later than usual. And that's because it took Scones a really long time to find an I love Christopher Columbus t-shirt in his size. But I got it, baby. <laughs> but he got it. It says, yeah, on the front it says I love Columbus. and the back it says Columbus did nothing wrong. I thought it was problematic, but he seemed to Listen, really like it. You got to have the context. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Hey, everybody. Uh, Do I, I have to, to disavow that, I think. Disavow. I really, yeah, I guess you should, but at the same time, if you truly <laughs> believe that we were crazy, late because we were shopping I'm a crazy for... <laughs> Christopher Columbus fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, there, then, that might be on you. I feel like there's people who like really don't want it to change for that reason, but don't actually love Christopher Columbus. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's always well, been I'm, that way. Why change it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Bro, Pluto's a planet. Christopher Columbus Bro, is a cool a guy. big fan of the Spanish throne and their... <laughs> <laughs> their expeditions <laughs> to the new world. <laughs> Hachi Chachi. Leif Erikson was first. That's Welcome all. Welcome everybody. Leif Erikson did Leaf nothing gang. wrong. Um, hey everybody! Welcome to another episode. Monday morning, macabre. We've said it before, and we'll say it again. Good, Good morning. morning. <laughs> Good morning. We we've been all around the globe, as you guys know. <laughs> Uh, doing our, <laughs> doing our. We really get out know, there. Get on, we travel. We do we all get of out our there. research. We're on tour. Whether or not our loan sharks are aware of it, we're on tour. We've got debts to pay, but when you're on tour, nobody comes a knocking because they don't know where the door is. Several you know I mean? health departments have said, "Please stop going on tour. There's a virus. Several. We say, get out of my Most face." Most of them. All of them. Who knows? We are actually. Um, if you guys want to come out to our live shows, we're doing the um, the Gamma Variant tour right now. Didn't Putin like cure COVID like two years ago anyway? I think we're fine. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah, he seemed sure like he was on it. Yeah, he he he's shirtless most of the time. So like <laughs> he's probably contacted, contracted and contacted every everything you can Whoa. imagine. Yeah, no big deal. I'm a bit of a, of a hashtag rippity rap rapper of myself. Sheesh. Um, they call me Young Splurp. And, <laughs> I like it. I'd yeah, buy right? Young Splurp's I, album. Yeah. If you guys, uh, I don't. Yeah, you gotta be careful what towns you say that in, though. I'm pretty sure that's that's uh. Is it something illegal in a few states? What? I don't know. No, I don't. I'm just being ambiguous, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just going down a, a bad. Uh, hey, everybody! Welcome to Monday Morning Macabre, guys. This week. I'm gonna be presenting scones. Hit me with some some uh, some stinky, spooky stories. So it's assumed I have no idea what's about to happen. Scones doesn't know where we're about to go. We're gonna watch every Final Destination back to back. <laughs> Strap oh, in, listener. <laughs> Grab your popcorn. Do you like planes exploding? Do you like escalators? It's like this is obnoxious, and it's the person on the phone, and it's like this is illegal, and it's the person recording <laughs> the movie on their phone. <laughs> I'm the dancing hot dog at the beginning. <laughs> I actually did the mo I did the mocap for the dancing yeah. hot dog before movie. That, yeah, that like ad from like the game 1970s. is fucking strong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
We have a listener suggestion today, ladies and gentlemen. <gasps> wow. And you know who I love? Our listeners. They're you know the best. who I love? Scones, our listeners. You, our listeners. Supported by your, we're like PBS over here. Um, brought to you by this one, listeners. Well, no, what is it? P, uh, brought to, by viewers like you. Yes, that's Sponsored it. Sponsored by, or yeah, something like that. Anyway, go watch Sesame Street. You know what we mean. Today's episode is brought to us by Milan Ilik. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Milan. Oh, we're very good at pronouncing names. <laughs> uh, yeah, admittedly, not a name I see all the time. So if I said it wrong, you know who you are. Yeah, if your name's you not you Fitzy are. or Murph, we probably don't know how to pronounce <laughs> it. <laughs> if you're, if it's, if it's not a, a like a Sully, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to do it. I don't know where the words go. <laughs> um, but he suggested that we talk about Finland's greatest murder mystery scones. The Lake Bottom Murders, Murders, Murders. That sounds murders. sick. Admittedly, is Finland like a secretive country or is it just one that we never learn about in U.S. schools? Because I feel like I know US nothing schools, about Finland. Bro, people are telling me Columbus is wrong now. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck I want. <laughs> we bring it back. Uh, no, yeah, I think um, I genuinely have no, like Sweden, Finland, Norway, any of the those guys that have the fun, like the healthcare and the seems chill. We don't learn anything about them. Yeah, their prisons are nicer than my apartment. Yeah, I know America. I know that, that <laughs> I know there's America. South America down that way, and then there's like Britain. We know That's that Europeans discovered America, despite there so being got, like thousands of cultures already here. But either way, what we're trying to say is Christy don't Columbus. listen to anything we say because we're very stupid. <laughs> Big dumb. We know uh, Big dumb. the uh, Patriots won yesterday, and that's about it. Yeah, baby. 25 to 22. Lodge ice regular. <laughs> All right. So, um, band. We have a band. <laughs> I feel like lately we've been forgetting about the band. I know. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I was about to start and I was like, wait, wait, wait. Looking at you, Hold band. Hold on. Some, band, you guys need to speak up. You guys need to get your, get your chops and you guys been. Yeah. They need to be like, like the roots who just like chime in. Mm hmm. What? Who are the roots on? Is that Jimmy Fallon? The, uh, yes. Uh, he's not cool enough to have the roots as Nobody <laughs> cooler and more hip than Jimmy Fallon. Am I uh, right, guys? He, you guys love laughter incessantly? Did Conan have a band? Conan, uh, did... Uh, I, I think, think he, he just did. had like a generic, like... I think he just had like music played. I don't think he had a band. I think, um... I want to say Andy Daly, but it's not Andy Daly. It's, uh... Andy Richter. <laughs> Andy Richter. I think Andy, just Andy Daly. Both great comedians. Bongos. <laughs> in their own right. Anyway, band, play <laughs> us in. We are off topic. So, Scony, guess where this article that I'm reading is from? Ooh, uh, you'll never. All guess. that's finished.com. Yeah, exactly. All that's finishing. Um, the, the it's all that's interesting by Katie Serena. Shout out to you, Katie. Katie. The Lake Bottom Murders: Finland's most famous unsolved triple homicide. Ooh, gee, wow. What? Yeah, triple. He's on fire. That's um. <laughs> That's a basket. That's, That's like an, an NBA, NBA Jam reference. <laughs> yeah, NBA Jam reference. His next kill is going to be a flaming basketball. And the other team loses two points. Yeah. 
Anyway, in the summer of 1960, four teenagers set out for Sweetheart's Retreat by the shore of Finland's Lake Bottom. Dude, I feel like so many like historically famous unsolved murders happened in the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. That's because literally... It was like the first time that the media started like to actually like have like a, like like TVs were like in every household so you're getting the news but way before and forensics then, but, people, but way before people realized that like you can't just leave the house and like un, like leave everything unlocked and just wander around alone, you know? Yeah. Like everyone just did that. Um also probably I feel like the the countercultural movement made for plenty of uh hysteria uh, no, just like easy targets, just like like college age or younger oh, kids, yeah. kind of like driving cross country in vans. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Young, wild, anyway. and free people. Yeah. So it was supposed to be a pleasant lakeside camping trip. Four teenagers set out on a sweetheart's getaway with the intent of roughing it in a single tent perched on the banks of a serene lake. Ooh, is this your audiobook voice? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm putting on like a like a get cozy, everybody. We're putting on do, like a, a do a your big, Finnish accent as best as you can. Do fin- I don't even know like I see. This is another thing. This is me not knowing anything about Finland. The one thing I, I do would know, just do like Norwegian or Swedish. Are uh, there's I'm sure there is very distinct differences, but I do not know them. The one thing I I have heard is that of all like the European languages, Finnish is like insanely hard to learn. Like it's like very really? not derived or sharing any roots with any other language. There's some. There's definitely some names in here that are that'll that'll put that'll up to the blow test. my socks off. Yeah, scones. You would be drowning in this article, <laughs> my dude. Um, so, so they're roughing it in a single tent perched on the banks of a serene lake. But by the next morning, three would be dead. The fourth brutally injured and a prime suspect in what became known as the Lake Bottom Murders, Finland's most famous unsolved murder. Bum bum bum. A couple's trip gone wrong. On June 4th, 1960, 15-year-old Mela Irmeli Bjorklund <laughs> and Anya Tuliki Maki of Espoo, Finland, set out for a camping trip. Accompanying the two young women were their 18-year-old boyfriends, Seppo and Taro Boisman, and Niels Wilhelm Gustafsson. They had chosen a well-known campsite on the shores of, okay, <laughs> of Badaminjarvi. <laughs> I can just picture how many letters and consonants are in those. There's a lot of a lot of da- a lot of like special accents. Uh, shores of Bottom and Yarvi, known in English as Lake Bottom, or Bottom. I'm gonna say Bottom. B O D O M. Bottom. Yeah. The arrival at the campsite and subsequent afternoon went smoothly as the teenagers enjoyed their time in nature. It wasn't until the out ou- the early hours of the next morning that disaster struck. Niels Gustafsson, the sole survivor of the incident, would tell the tale hundreds of times over the next year, his story getting spun wildly out of control several times over, but the facts remain the same. Sometime sometime between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. on the morning of June 5th, Bjorklund, Mackey, and Boisman were stabbed and bludgeoned to death through their tent. Murder wound. Murder wound did it. It could have been murder wound. It does have kind of Dyatlov-y vibes. I mean, this sounds like a much more direct uh, kind of brutal attack and not necessarily uh, spooky wind or big snow, but... Big snow. Wait, so what time of year was were they camping again? Uh, this was... Is it in the in winter or is it just snowing? June 4th. Is, is there snow in Finland, Finland June 4th? 
I imagine there is, but that might just be my stereotyping of Finland. Yeah, north equals cold. Yeah. Exactly. You get it. Yes. You know geography. <laughs> Listen, um, I have a GED. So, so an attempted attack on Gustafsson left him with a, with a concussion, a fractured jaw, and several broken facial bones. The horrific scene was first stumbled upon by a group of bird-watching boys around 6 a.m., which, the, by the, the bird way... The bird-watching boys? The bird-watching boys are coming to get you, girl. A new podcast by Slinkin' Dingers. All right, what kind of bird was this going? Oh, that's a, uh, uh, a red-bellied uh, uh, tweeter. Yes, exactly. Red-bellied, red-bellied tweeter, a.k.a. Uh, I don't know. Never mind. Yeah. Hey, cut this and post. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, hey, editors, cut this and post. All right. The horrific scene was first stumbled upon by a group of birdwatching boys around 6 a.m. who noticed the slain teenager's tent collapsed tent on the lakeshore. They also reported seeing a blonde man walking away from it. Mecky and Boysman's bodies were found inside the tent, but Bjorklund, Gustafsson's girlfriend, was found on top of the tent, naked from the waist down and lying next to Gustafsson. Bjorklund, who was also in the worst state of the victims, had clearly been stabbed had clearly been stabbed even after death. It wasn't until 11 a.m. that the bodies would be... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what they mean by clearly had... You know, I don't know. It wasn't until 11 a.m. that the bodies would be discovered by a carpenter named Risto Siren. That's a sick name. Yeah, Risto Siren is is pretty dope. (laughs) Um, Immediately, Siren alerted the police who arrived on the scene around noon. By then, the victims of the Lake Bodum murders had been dead for more than six hours. That's big dead. Uh, that's, yeah. Uh, so, okay. I'm very curious about if there was snow. <laughs> I'm really stuck <laughs> on that part if this was in the winter or not. If it means anything, the picture on the article does show a snow-covered lake. Okay. But I don't, I also pictured snow, but it's June, so I don't know. I don't know if it's cold. Any Finnish listeners, let us know. Yeah. Um, a tumultuous and botched investigation. A classic. A classic Monday morning of <laughs> yep. a cop story. <laughs> from the start, the crime scene was a confusing one. Rather than enter the tent and stab the teenagers from the inside, it appears that the assailant had attacked blindly from outside the tent. He or she had clearly used a knife to stab the victims, but their bodies showed evidence of another weapon, an unidentified blunt object. So, furthermore, so we got definitely weapons. This could not have been like a bear or something. Yeah, this is not like a bear or a tree fell on them or something. This is clearly stab wounds and blunt objects. Like it's not, it's not a, a moose. Um, <clears throat> furthermore, several strange items were missing from the scene, adding another layer of mystery to the crime. What if it was a moose with a what? knife in its mouth? That's true. Bullwinkle could have been having a bad day. Yes. Um, Rocky's like, stop, please. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, for example, the keys next, the keys to the teenagers' motorcycles were gone, but the motorcycles themselves hadn't been taken. Gustafsson's shoes were also missing, though were later found roughly half a mile from the tent, along with parts of his clothing. That's kind of cool. They take motorcycles to go camping. <laughs> I- <laughs> pretty badass. It's pretty cool. In, in, that, in what we're assuming is snow, snowy winter. In snow. Yeah, <laughs> snowy weather when they're 15. Hello? Kind of badass. Kind of badass, 1960s. 
Later, the papers would lambast the police for their shoddy handling of the case from this point on. The police reportedly f- t- failed to take official recordings of their findings and did not cordon off the area, <laughs> leaving it open to contamination, Oops. which is crazy. Yeah, what? Like, that's that's like, suspicious. What? This this seems like, like one of yo, those. Yo, everyone in the area, check this shit. This out. has like, like how... the makings of like the murderer was actually one of the cops, like kids or something, mm. and oh yeah. like, oops, nothing was recorded. Oops, we didn't that's a good do point. anything. Shortly after the police left, curious onlookers and careless campers all but destroyed the murder scene, which just, like, common sense, guys. In an attempt to rectify their mistake, police enlisted the help of soldiers to search for the missing items. The site was instead further trampled and most of the items doing? were never found. This cops is crazy. didn't record anything and they're like, we need to look for stuff. Just call in the army. I don't want to do it. <laughs> They're like, yo, you know that, like, mercenary friend that yells at midnight? (laughs) Our neighbor? Let's get him involved. (laughs) Hey, you know old fireworks McGinty down the road? Let's get him down there. Yeah. He's probably awake. He usually has night terrors by now that wake him up. (laughs) He's probably staring blankly at his wall. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Jokes, jokes, I picture jokes. it's exactly the guy from the DL Love Pass, the dude with the weird, like, yeah. beat tattoo. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, suspects in the Lake Bottom murders. The first suspects in the murders was Carl Voldemort Gilstrom. What? Voldemort? Uh, Carl Voldemort Gryffindor, known in the local community <laughs> as Kiosk Man. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> He's a vigilante just as via kiosks. Um, no, it's Every Car- mall in Finland Carl- safe because of him. Carl Valdemar Gilstrom, known in the local community as Kioskman, because he owned and operated a nearby stall. Gilstrom's kiosk near Lake Bodom was frequented by campers. However, he was known for being hostile towards them, and witness claims to have seen him cut down tents and throw rocks at hikers over the years. Pretty suspicious. Super suspicious. Some even posted that they saw him leave the murder... Oh, posited, not posted. It's the 60s. (laughs) Some even posited... Some even tweeted that, like, shit was weird. Um, Some even posited that they saw him leave the murder scene, but then claimed to have been too afraid of him to alert the authorities. Gilstrom allegedly made several confessions in which he displayed knowledge of the crime both drunkenly and sober, though they were all ignored by police. What? Really, Yo, they're really dropping the ball. Uh, I gotta say, Finland, you're you're not you're not Your showing me the best. Sixties police force was, yeah, you, not the best class. Listen, sixty-one years ago, you guys, you guys really screwed the pooch. Nine years after the Lake Bodom murders, Gilstrom drowned in Lake Bodom, likely by suicide, rendering DNA evidence as requested by several authorities over the years impossible to gather. Why didn't you do it before? If it's been requested <laughs> for years, go go grab a scruff of hair. Why are we a scruff of hair? I'm just saying, like, I don't know. This seems I I don't want to be the guy who's I don't want to be a, an arm armchair quarterback here, but I like to think if I was a detective in Finland in 1960s and I had a sweet last name, like I don't know, detective uh I'm gonna say Reykjavik, but that's in Iceland, but you know what I mean. Just riding your motorcycle up there listening to death metal. Yeah, exactly. If I was a Metalocalypse band member and 
I don't know if they're fin. No, they're probably also Norwegian. I don't know, guys. It's all the same in my brain. I know Scandinavia anyway, loves death metal. What I'm trying to say is this: they seem like they're really messed up here. Yes. And it doesn't seem like that crazy difficult. It seems like from, all of the basic, like when, what I imagine, I guess I don't, well, yeah, but more, I guess I don't know of what you do when you show up to a crime scene. Like all of the basic, like first steps were completely ignored. Right. I know at least you set up a perimeter. Yeah, you don't just get there and it's like, hey. Right, that's like, everybody I know gather around. I'm not just like, I'm like, hey, everyone getting check close, this getting shit close. out. This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, ses- the second suspect remained of interest until 2004. His name was Hans Assman. <laughs> the Assman? Literally A-S-S-M-A-N-N. I don't, yep. I'm not. They got the Assman to- on the case. It's humorous gang i don't know what to tell you he was rumored to be a former kgb spy living very near to the shores of lake Bowen. that's that's the most movie yeah that is very <laughs> topic very, yeah that's a over the years asman osman i can't say it without saying asman yes man earned a reputation of, as somewhat of a recluse and combined with the KGB rumors, consequently resulted in him being suspected in several murders, though none of the accusations stuck. But Hans Assman had gone into Helsinki Surgical Hospital the day after the attack with fingernails black with dirt and his clothes covered in red stains. Why did he Very go to the hospital? Hospital staff reported that Aspen was nervous and aggressive, but other than that brief questioning, the police did not pursue him any further as they claimed that he had a solid alibi. Great. What was it? That's that, that's not for us to know, Scones. <laughs> Aspen's star- stained clothing was never investigated. Yep, despite there it doctors is. <laughs> ins- <laughs> despite doctors insisting that it was blood. Asman also matched a description of the blonde man fleeing the scene and cut his hair short, shortly following a newspaper article dealing the case, dealing, detailing the case. So he did it. Like, this is, he did it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like we found the guy. <laughs> Finally, police made an arrest 44 years after the murders. <laughs> <laughs> they finally got it all together. Yeah, they're finally all right. I think it's time we could all the all the yarn strings pointed to the one guy. Yeah, after forty four years, <laughs> isn't the statute of limitations it, up by then or this something? This is crazy. This is so nuts. This is so poorly done. In March of two thousand four, Niels Gustafsson, the sole survivor of the Lake Bottom murders, was arrested and brought to trial. Police claimed to have suspected Gustafsson all along and insisted what? that there was evidence to support their claim. So one of the survivors ends up. Getting arrested? So, yeah, that's... Not the KGB yeah, so the, one, the one guy who... Right. The one guy who lives gets arrested and not the dude with blood on his clothes and hair that matches the guy, the perpetrator. <sighs> I wonder how, like, the For, case even came back up. Right? I don't know. That's cra- it's so crazy. For one, police claimed that Gustafsson's shoes had been worn by the killer during the attack. Why? E- I don't. Why are they claiming that? Evidenced by the <laughs> fact that were covered in the victim's blood, but not Gustafsson. Not Gustafsson's. During the trial, the prosecution spun a story involving a fight between Gustafsson and, Bo- and Boisman, which culminated in a trouble homicide. <laughs> 
I this is some weak shit. That's man. an that's an argument. That's a, that is an escalating <laughs> argument. That is yeah. That is hui bui. The prosecution claimed Gustafsson had gotten drunk and thus exiled from the tent. When Boisman made an attempt to talk to him, a fight had ensued that Boisman allegedly won, resulting in Gustafsson's fractured jaw and broken facial bones. Angry at the fight, Gustafsson's must have gotten back Angry to the tent. Angry at the and, fight. <laughs> yeah. And in a blind rage, killed his girlfriend and two friends. Like, <laughs> this is so weak. Then he inflicted the rest of the superficial stab wounds on himself and tried to hide his shoes and staged the rest of the crime scene. The fact that the young bird watchers who originally found the site claimed to have seen a man leaving the area backed up the prosecution's claims. Gustafsson's defense, however, dismissed this story, claiming that if Boisman and Gustafsson truly had gotten in a fight, Gustafsson would have been too injured to viciously murder his friends, let alone walk more than half a mile round trip to hide his shoes. Ultimately, the the defense won, and a year yeah. after he was arrested, like, Gustafsson was acquitted of all charges. Sounds Good. like the easiest money of that defense attorney's yeah. life. Right. <laughs> to this day, however, the suspicion remains. No further suspect has been named, and no further ez- evidence has been found. Because you, the had, you murders, had the guy. <laughs> yeah, right. The Lake Bodum murders remain Finland's most horrifying and longest unsolved crime. So... Just a terrific example of police being real kooky. I think we solved it. I think it can. We can check it off the list. I think Monday. Yeah, I genuinely believe it was the guy with the blood stains and the 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 fingernails and the 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 hair that he immediately cut. Probably trained to kill people. (laughs) Yeah, it just seems seems awfully. uh, I don't know. That's just me, though. You know, who am I? (laughs) I'm not a Finnish police officer, apparently. Just me connecting the dots. What do I know? Just just a quick glance. Might have come up with a thing or two. Hey, Finnish police, if you hear this, maybe maybe give it another uh, look-see. Yeah, use, like, modern forensics. Yeah. It's been 40, what is it, 40, 41 years after the crime or whatever? 44. So, uh, yeah, so. And they, and they just, just got, blamed one of the victims. Pretty wild story, but thank you. <laughs> uh... To Elik for the story. Let me make sure I'm pronounced. To Milan Elik. Milan. Milan. Thank you. Again, I'm sorry I'm butchering the name. I'm sure I've butchered a bunch of the Finnish names, but. Is it Milan? We're trying Illich our best and we. we, we me- Is he Finnish? What'd you say? Is. Uh, no, I'm they, just saying I'm probably butchering Finnish? his name as well as the names of the people in the article. I don't know if you're if you're Finnish. Holler. Then it's, pro- it's a hometown, you know. He's probably like, hey. This is crazy. Can you? I need somebody to like it? recognize. Done. <laughs> yeah. Done. There you go, Milan. Um, easy peasy. Our work. I'd- easy peasy. Usually we have some small discussion about like, hey, it could have been X, it could have been Y, but this one seems awfully like. I think well, simple and straightforward. There is. It. I would believe if there was some kind of funny business within the police, like somehow. That's the only. It's one of those things where it's like it's so botched that it's purposeful. Yes. So that's or the only... like they're all on drugs or alcohol on that police force or something like that. Like, they're no, all on alcohol, dude. They're all on the alcohols. Yo, they're all on alcohol, bro. My brother was on alcohol once. Or they're the like ended all up... like small town disgruntled police like in the movies who yeah. are like, listen, kid, we're never gonna. Solve you don't it. understand. Yeah. Right. So, listeners, there you go. That's a crazy Finnish police job. 
that we brought you today. Thanks, thanks to all that's interesting for being our forever assistance. <laughs> um, if you guys want to get more macabre, check us out on Instagram, Monday Morning Macabre, Twitter, MM Macabre Pod, and check us out at mondaymorningmacabre.com for all the all the Monday Morning Macabre stuff, including our Patreon, where you can get bonus episodes and content. Um, we'll have a new one coming out this week for the Patreon gang. So keep your ears peeled, soft, and <laughs> ears peeled and eyes ready, baby, because it's on its way. And beyond that, I mean, I think I think you should have a good Monday. Have a great Monday. Uh, goodbye. Ooh.